Hey, what's up, and welcome to Movie Dumpster Season 5, Episode 10. Today we're talking about Blue Monkey from 1987, directed by William Fruitt. I'm Joe Lascola. And I'm Sean O'Rourke. Welcome to the dumpster. So, Joe. Yeah. Aliens. <laughs> Alien, huh? Huh? Uh, well, we're going to fucking get into it, all right? <laughs> For the audio listeners, I'm wearing an alien shirt. Yes, with the uh, chest burster on uh, it. It's very nice. Is that is that a cavity color yes. shirt? Uh, CavityColors.com. <laughs> Email us, moviedumpsterpodcast at gmail. We'd love to work with you. I'm going to say it every time. Uh, affiliate? Maybe. Let's uh, let's see. Yeah, lo- we'd love it. Anyway, I just want to get that out of my system. We'll talk a little bit more why that is the case. We're but... going to talk about yeah, aliens. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll talk because we're going to do some uh you know, the the behind the scenes shit and all that stuff. Yeah. The BTS, Johnny. The, the BTS. Again, not the Korean boy band. Anyway, <laughs> so this movie Blue Monkey. Have you ever heard of this before? I had not. Now, when the Blu-ray was announced, I saw you and I think somebody else on Twitter talking back and forth. And I was like, okay, Blue Monkey, what the fuck's that about? Is this is this like Monkey Shines? <laughs> Me and the five people who were excited for this to come out on Blu-ray. <laughs> um, this is another one of those Train Guy VHS tapes. Okay. That I got. Oh. Yeah, the Train Guy. Like that you were talking about, I think, on Killer Clowns. I think it was Killer Clowns. Or, I, or a Talks episode, maybe both. I think it was Killer Clowns, yeah. but it, the, the, where, you know, I go with Chris Barr and we, we'd go down to what uh, Chris Barr from Talks from the Dark Side. Go check it out. You know, we, t- we, we would go down to Route 35 um, and go to this train guy and he had a bunch of tapes. And this was another one of those things where I had, I think the first time I heard about this movie was on uh, badmovies.org. Oh, okay. Uh, from Andrew Borntreger. I think it's still a website. That was that website's been up so long that I remember being in. Uh, we just got the internet, and so like ninety seven, so maybe? like ninety six or ninety seven. Okay. That 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 fucking website's been kicking around. It's Di- got to be because or or a couple years after that. Yeah, definitely dial up. I think I was in like sixth or seventh grade. Okay, when when badmovies.org uh, started. But uh, that's a, that's actually how I got my Street Trash VHS. Wow. I traded Andrew Borntrager my Night of the Demons <laughs> unrated tape for his Street Trash. So that lightning, yeah, that lightning tape is uh, is his. Well, uh, that, I mean, that's a pretty even trade. I mean, I love both movies uh, for different reasons, but hey, you can't beat a Street Trash VHS tape. Oh, for sure. It was just kind of cool because it was like it was the community. It was the first community that I was kind of a part of. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah with, the, with the message board and the, what was that film and and all these terrible films well terrible films that uh that you know i grew well, up well, with well, what does mr lobo say they're not bad movies they're just misunderstood they're just misunderstood yeah, yeah. Shh, you don't want to get sued he's gonna yeah sorry about that lobo <laughs> they're, they're not bad movies they're just misunderstood tm there we go there you go there okay go. now we're in the clear yeah, okay but yeah so so blue monkey was on there and i Forgot all about it. Like I, I, I watch. I, I, uh, I found it on badmovies.org. Read the review that Andrew did, and just was like, "Holy shit, that looks crazy!" And it's just a weird name. The title itself is intriguing enough to be like, "What the fuck is Blue Monkey?" Right? I'll agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So years later, we go to the. Tra- I'm at the train guy. I'm going through all the tapes. Boom! Found Blue Monkey. Pick it up. Bring it home. Never, <laughs> never saw it before. Uh, I, I don't. I didn't think there was a rip that I had seen or or uh, or. It wasn't available at any store to rent, and I hadn't seen it on television. So I fired this up, 
And uh, man, I fell in love with this movie because it's exactly my brand of movie. Yeah, I could see it. I could totally see that. Rubber monster movie. <laughs> I would say elevated, though. I, I would uh, yeah. Say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say this is an elevated monster movie for sure, especially for the time and what we're doing in this movie exactly. And I, when it I came out. I would agree. Um, anyway, I, I really like this movie a lot. And uh, I even have the fucking video poster in there. So I guess, do, do you want to, I was going to wait to talk about the Blu-ray, but do you want to talk about that first? Then we'll talk about the behind the scenes stuff of like the uh, actual film. Yeah, well, tell me about this Blu-ray okay. because the transfer on this is incredible. And okay. I, I do want to mention briefly, I usually don't like to talk about these things because I don't want to out myself as a pirate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how you doing there, shiny boy? Do what you want. I don't, I'm not trying to go on like a high horse here or anything, but I tried to watch this movie on Daily Motion. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> Save your brain cells because literally there's an ad every fucking 12 seconds that, that has sound and it's like worse than VHS quality. Yeah. I got to get the Blu-ray of this and you'll find out why I, I want to get the Blu-ray of this. But lay on me what this is all about, please. Well, real quick to your point, I feel like we we I kind of grew up having bootlegs and or rips of movies because they were so fucking hard to find. Well, that is true, especially like from like uh, horror movie conventions. You could always you go to the for cheap. You yeah. go to the horror movie conventions. You get that old TV show, you know, for, for years, Tales from the Dark Side and Monsters were, were at that convention. And you can only get them there. You know what I mean? They weren't released on disc or anything like that. Um, so and then and then later after that, there still were movies that were only on tape and those tapes were like hard to find or expensive or whatever. And it's like, well, how the fuck do I watch this? It's like, well, some guy uploaded the fucking VHS rip to YouTube yeah, or well. or, uh, you know, Demonoid or some shit. Like I mentioned on the Theodore Rex episode. I mean, if you really want to, someone has the whole monster vision of the movie yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, it's not great quality, but it's there and you get the Joe Bob uh, insight, which is kind of fun, which is the best part of probably watching those oh, yeah. those rips. And you won't find them anywhere else. And like it's in I feel like it's in, uh, you know, a horror fan's DNA to have that VHS dub or that disc dub or that rip offline or whatever of, of some other shitty rip. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, 100 percent. You know what I mean? And trade them and, and show your friends them and stuff like that. I mean, that I mean, that was a big thing with like John Saltarelli, like John Lee. Oh, Jones yeah. To do that with and Chris Barr too. Chris Barr has in introduced me to like a ton of shit uh, via that way. And we found things that way. So so coming to Blue Monkey now, uh, clearly it's on tape um, and we were actually going to cover this. Pre yeah, regardless. Regardless, we were supposed to cover this uh, two years ago when COVID when COVID hit. Sure. Okay. So I don't know if you remember this. I was talking to Sean. I absolutely about remember it. I hundred. Yes, I remember this very distinctly. Sean doesn't remember this. I have a great memory, but I do not remember <laughs> this at all. So behind the scenes, we were working on trying because I found out somebody was releasing the Blue Monkey uh, Blu-ray. Now they was they're called Dark Force Entertainment. That name does sound familiar, so maybe this might come back to me. And Continue. I got I got wind of them doing the restoration for this film, and they had done some other releases. Um, I can't remember exactly which one, but I think they're putting out Hard Rock Nightmare right now. Apparently, I went to go pre-order it on the website, but I did not see it. So we were going to have the owner of uh, Dark Force Entertainment on to do, uh, you know, an interview about putting the disc together and kind of restoring the film and releasing it and stuff. And it was like a two for one because it was like, cool, I want to let's cover Blue Monkey because it's fucking awesome. And it's getting a fucking proper Blu-ray re release. 
and we can bring uh you know the the indie label in to, guy who owns the label to mm. talk about it triple whammy kind of situation triple whammy it, I mean, it would have been neat so uh let me give you a little history on this before i tell you what happened okay so i reached out to them in 2020 and uh to promote the disc and do the interview like i said now apparently this came out in april of 2020 i pre-ordered this on amazon because I guess they had a deal with them. They were going to put it through there. I didn't okay. get it through their website. I got it through Amazon because the pre-order was there. So I pre-ordered it. The pre-order never came. It was canceled. But apparently it was released in April 2020. Now, there were discs that were sold and distributed through Dark Force Entertainment in conjunction with Code Red. So this movie is also... Oh. Th this disc label... It says Code Red. It says Code Red right on it. And Code Red is like an old standby that's been around for a yeah, long time you've mentioned it many times yeah uh lots of lot they brought a lot of shit to dvd that that uh for the first time mm -hmm. you know uh years ago so so they so they join up with dark force entertainment i guess or it's the same guy i don't really know exactly um or their partners with them what have you they put the disc out now i didn't see it on code red site i didn't see it when it was for sale on the dark force entertainment site but they release it and some people buy it and it was really cool because it came with the 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 alternate title for this film is called Insect, by the way. Right, which you actually do see in the yeah. opening uh, credits of the Blu-ray. Yeah, and like that, this is the alternate artwork. I hope you can wow, see that. Wow, like, that this is cool. And it's fucking cool, man. And it's called, you know, Insect. Um, I guess I understand, like, I kind of like that name, but I also do agree with you that Blue Monkey is a little bit more striking, <laughs> more memorable. We're also going to talk about why it's called Blue Monkey. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, and well, it's a line in the movie, yeah, yeah. Joe. <laughs> and then this is, you know, the, the theatrical poster. And then uh, my favorite, my personal favorite is the one I grew up with is the is the uh, the VHS box art with the fucking with the actual bug on it. And these nurses like running away from it. That's pretty good. It's fucking cool. And this is the poster I have, the Columbia RCA uh, video poster. So Code Red releases it. And, oh, yeah. So the original poster was on the sleeve and it was glow in the dark. It was really fucking cool, man. Um, it was limited edition and all that kind of stuff. So it ends up getting pulled. From the website, because I guess there was a distro problem and some huh. kind of rights issue, because then it was only available to be sold in Canada, and you could uh -huh. not get it in the States anymore. They sold X amount, and then pulled it, and then sold it in Canada. So now I totally forget about it. <laughs> I totally forget my, <laughs> fucking, Ama my, my fucking Amazon pre-order, you know, uh, gets canceled or whatever, and then, like, you know, we just get caught up in doing the show and other shit and other movies and stuff like that, and it just kind of falls to the wayside. Dude never reaches back out. I never reach back out to him. What have you. I was I was looking at old pictures of the Home Video Express thing that I uh, used to do yeah, yeah. The, the the DVD uh, company that's you can listen to that on the Metal Beast episode and I mentioned this on that episode, uh, but my buddy Matt Desiderio from Horror Boobs was like, oh, is there any, is there still any uh, movies that you guys put out that aren't officially released yet? And I was like, shit, is there? So I was so I was going back because we released like cards with like. Uh, all the uh, posters and stuff that we had released, like a collectible card that you oh, can okay. check all, like a checklist. Oh, that's cool. So I went back, I was like, oh, fucking Blue Monkey, that's right. And that kind of like sparked it again. And I was like, did that come ever come out on Blu-ray? So I looked it up and I didn't see it on Amazon, but I found it on the Kino Lorber website. Okay. So now there's no mention of Dark Force Entertainment. 
There is mention of Code Red, so then I'm thinking like, okay, did Kino buy the rights to the Code Red disc for distribution or the film distribution or what? I don't know what exactly. Anyway, I bought it from Kino Lorber. So yeah, so that's how I found the disc again, <laughs> and and that's pretty much the story of that. And you know, uh, Dark Force Center team is still going strong. Like I said, they got that Hard Rock Nightmare, uh, not Rock and Roll Nightmare. It's a different movie. Uh, yeah okay it's not hard rock zombies either it's hard rock nightmare um so they're supposed to be releasing that um and again like i said uh i'll pick it up when i see it i it was supposed to go on pre-order i didn't see it yet but again they got the cool thing with like glow in the dark cover and shit so that's the deal with the the blu-ray release of this film so i guess yeah we can go we can go into the behind the scenes shit now okay like to get into it yeah so this so this film blue monkey is directed by william fruitt um, he's done a shit ton of great films. He's done A House by the Lake, Funeral Home, uh, Spasms that I've been With talking Peter about. Peter Fonda, yeah, I With saw With Peter that. Fonda and um, Oliver Reed. Oh. Oliver Reed, Bare Knuckle Fights a Fucking Giant, Snake, Devil Snake. Um, Sign me up. We talked about doing it before. I definitely want to get to it for sure because it's a good flick. Like I really like it a lot. Okay. He apparently did 27 episodes of Goosebumps, I read. Yeah, which is not, I mean, good for you. I mean, maybe, maybe why that show was was so good as a kid. Yeah, I also saw, I didn't even know this thing existed, but he did six episodes of the Poltergeist TV show? Poltergeist The Legacy. What the fuck is that? Oh, it's the Poltergeist series. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think it, I think that one came out, I, my mom used to watch it all the time on fucking Sci-Fi Channel, dude. Like, Poltergeist, The Legacy. I, I I didn't do any research on yeah. that, but I was like, oh, I love Poltergeist. How do I how do I not know about this? I don't quote me on this, but I think it's in the same vein as like the Friday Thirteenth series, where they deal with ghostly type things, but it's not necessarily mm. tied to the Poltergeist movies. I don't know. Okay. I could be wrong. I haven't fucking seen it in forever. I forgot it existed until I read the credit, and I was like, <laughs> holy shit, that's right, Poltergeist: The Legacy. No, fair, fair. He also did uh, Killer Party, too, which is a really good movie that we should uh, check out. What's the short uh, on that one? Uh, Killer Party. Oh, okay. okay. (laughs) Is it like Mad Monster Party? No, it's like it's like murder, murders, murderers party. Yeah, it's like a slasher. Oh, okay, okay. He also did episodes of Animorphs, too, if you give a shit about that. (laughs) Sure. <laughs> used to watch it when it was on. I haven't, I haven't had any desire to revisit I read it. The, I used to read the books all the time, but I never watched the show. Okay. The show was I, it was good as a kid, teenager watching it. I'm sure it doesn't hold up, but. Yeah. So uh, Chris Kosalik writes this movie, and that's the only fucking thing he writes. I I think he did a pretty good job then. I don't surprised know. Surprised he didn't do more. I'm very. That's why I wanted to mention it, because I'm very surprised he didn't write more, because this is written like really fucking well. I mean, unless when Alien 3 came out, that was the next one he was going to, you know, be <laughs> inspired by, but he didn't really get enough material. So he said, ah, fuck it. I'll just retire. We're going to get to this fucking aliens thing, man. Okay. <laughs> it's one line on Wikipedia. I know. I know. But like a lot of people do. Oh, it's like aliens. And it's not really inspired is the key word. Much like Orca, from the producer, Orca was inspired by Jaws. Very different movie. It's almost like the producer ripped off Aliens and like tried to make a fucking movie about Aliens, and the people who wrote it and directed were like, "No, nah, fuck you. We're gonna do something else." That kind of lines up, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm being a heavy duty ball buster because I do like this movie, but I, we're gonna get to it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so serious effects. The C, or excuse me, the serious effects crew. Serious, like serious Nimbus, like the cloud. Oh, okay, okay. Not serious, like, why are you so serious? Oh, okay. Get it? Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, I'm not even going to- Here s- we go. Here we- Blue Monkey. 
So, uh, so yeah, they're on the, they're on the crew for effects. Now, there's a lot of people on this crew. I'm gonna blow through them real quick, but I want to mention them because they're all relevant on a ton of other projects. Oh, okay. So we got Steve Patino, Mark Williams, Mark Siegel, Todd Masters, Beth Hathaway, Michael Hoover, Bryce Barlow, and that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. Those are the those are the big ones. Um, and then there's there was other like you know, uh, shop people. Sure. But sure. these were like the main sculptors, fabricators, what have you. I mean, collect the co- effects are great. In this. Uh, they're so fucking good. So collectively, they worked on Aliens. Well, wow, okay. Predator, Critters, Reanimator, From Beyond, Planet Terror, Congo, Drag Me to Hell, Ghostbusters, The Fly, Men in Black, Fright Night, Star Trek, and Adam Green's Hatchet. Uh, those are all movies that have great effects in them. <laughs> so these <laughs> to are, say the least, so, and, and good movies. So these are folks from. MMI, John Beekler Studios, mm. Stan Winston Studios, like big studios. They have worked for big effects studios, and they're all kind of, you know, collectively, they've all worked on those different things. Not necessarily all of them have worked on all of those. No, things. yeah, you get what yeah, I'm that. Okay. yeah, yeah. So, so we got a fucking ace team here oh, yeah. on doing effects on this, and they look fucking awesome. Especially for the budget for this. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, what, do you know the budget? I was it, assuming low. It's but, low. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this was, I'm pretty sure this, if it got theatrical release, it was a short ass theatrical mm. release. There's not too much information about this movie. It's one of those. It's one of those where like, it's super ambitious and there's a lot of cool shit going on, but not much is written about it. Mm. And again, this Blu-ray looks fucking amazing. The, the restoration on this looks amazing. Oh my God. But there's no fucking special features on it, which is kind of a bummer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would love to know a little bit more about the behind the scenes. Yeah, on that. but I mean, it's cool to hear everything you just said. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. So the music is done by uh, Patrick Coleman and Paul No Noventy. Novent Novitney. Anyway, sorry, I'm trying not to fuck these names up. Uh, you're doing a pretty good job, I thought. <laughs> uh, I, the score in this is really great too. Yeah. Um. It reminds me a lot of uh, Dead Alive and Meet the Feebles. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Whatever that patch is they're using for that synth, dude, it sounds like a fucking Peter Jackson film at points. Or like even like Bad Taste, it sounds like, too. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, like the ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of sound. Yep. So now we're getting we're, we're getting to the end here. Bear with me. So this was part of a three-picture deal between Sandy Howard, who is the producer, okay, and RCA Columbia. So okay. it's like a three-movie thing. Uh, the other two were Dark Tower with um, Jenny Allgutter and uh, Michael Moriarty. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, my brain immediately went to Stephen King Dark Tower, even though it's no, no, 80s. No, 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 but, no. Uh, no, this is like, yeah, Haunted I, Hospital. I've heard that's good, but I've never actually seen it. I personally really like it. Um, I think I, I think it's Vinegar, I think Vinegar Syndrome put out the Blu-ray. If it's not, it's definitely Severn if it's not Vinegar Syndrome. Okay. So sorry if I fucked that up. It's upstairs. I bought it, so you're welcome. <laughs> um. Uh, Dark Tower and Nightstick, which I've never even fucking heard of. Okay. So it received a 30% tax benefit because it was shot in Canada. Go figure. Uh, all the boots in this are fucking out the, <laughs> out the fucking wazoo. And the original title for it was Green Monkey. This is where we're getting into the title. Okay. Now, now they called it Green, Green Monkey, but they changed it because of the theory that AIDS was was uh, born out of a, the, the the green monkey species. What the fuck is it called? An infected infected green African monkeys. I don't. I never even fucking heard of a green monkey. 
they were really trying to find any excuse to blame this on anything else, weren't they, back then? Oh, yeah, big time. And, like, I mentioned Mysterious Universe before, but, like, if you're interested in that and, like, the conspiracy the conspiracy theory around AIDS and all that, they have a great episode about it. Go check it out, Mysterious Universe. I mean, I'll go for the monkey in Dead Alive. I mean, you know, that Oh, the Sumerian pretty... rat monkey? I mean, yeah, that maybe. thing, I mean, I'd be a little worried about that thing touching you. So, so like you said at the beginning, Sandy Howard is the producer on this film, and he was inspired by the success of Aliens. Yes. Now, I can see that a little bit, but it's not even really close. No, I agree. At all. And, like, anybody who says, like, oh, it's like, you know, it's like this bug movie with aliens, and it's like, ah... That's a fucking far-fetched mm. claim. I, I would say there are two things in this film that you could maybe make an argument about, and that's it. That is like the hype, the hyperbolic bullshit that I hate. Oh, yeah. That the like somebody will read that on the net and then keep saying it to people, and then all of a sudden everybody's saying it. I mean, like, I, I'm oh, say- that fucking movie Blue Monkey. It's like that. A- it's like an aliens ripoff. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying it as a joke. Yeah, but, no, I know. But I'm know. also saying that it's a joke. I'm not like going an hour and a half on this no. show. Being like, it's aliens. <laughs> Trying to prove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I just thought it was funny because, like, maybe Sandy was inspired by it, but whatever. But the writer and the direct, you know, William Fruitt and the and the writer fucking knocked us out of the park. Sure. I mean, when we get to the part that I think is heavily inspired by, I'll, I'll mention it. But honestly, again, it's like two things in the whole movie. So, Blue Monkey. Yes. The title still I want to talk about. Oh, because it has to be the club from Angels with even filthier souls, right? <laughs> I was singing at the Blue Monkey. That's what it's right, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's about <laughs> 10, 9, 2. <laughs> Bony Bob, John Vernon. <laughs> Who's he say? Squeaky with the little... Little mole uh, with the gimpy yeah, leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could go on forever, baby. Uh, no, it's not. My wife pointed... Thanks, Julie, for that joke, because she pointed that out to me earlier, <laughs> which I thought was very funny. No, but the little kid Joey with leukemia, the little boy with leukemia in this movie... Yes, yes. Uh, ...has dreams about a blue monkey that, like... Or is chasing him, and that's what he's kind of dubbed this creature that he can't see yet. Oh, right. I mean, he literally only, he does say it TM one time in the movie towards the end, and it's like, oh, okay, it's the blue monkey. Oh, okay. I don't know. Which I, I, I wasn't even really like waiting for. I was just kind of like, okay, that's the name, whatever. Uh, yeah, but that it, it, it's always, it's one of those films where people go, blue monkey, what the fuck is that? Why well, then they did their job, you know? Exactly, I think so. I Espe- think especially I, in the '80s when it's yeah. like you know, why we've talked about this before. We talked about it with uh, Bobby and Cagney on that mom and pop uh, uh, documentary movie yeah. about how it's like how many times you walk, and we've talked about it with many people. I'm not even trying to kid ourselves here that you walked into the fucking blockbuster or your A and Z video or West Coast or whatever it was in your town, and you and you saw what the hell was on the cover. Maybe you read the back. Look at this fucking thing. This is this is, jo- little Joe Joey Lascola is picking this up like oh my god there's a bug mo- whatever blue monkey yeah I'm taking that home yeah meanwhile I'm grabbing good burger for like the fifth time <laughs> well we have that like on tape now I know, know I'm just mean? saying yeah yeah um but yeah you ready to fucking you ready to you ready to uh uh, uh hatch into this you ready to hatch breed and kill I'm ready to block crunch it if that's what you're saying yeah that's what I'm saying so this movie's basically about this old man who gets pricked by this flower that his neighbor has, you know, basically sent to her from this new volcanic island. And uh, much like Alien, again, I'm joking to an extent, but it is like Alien a little bit where this creature incubates inside his body, this bug, essentially. 
Uh, and would you then, say an insect? Would you say yes? Insect TM, <laughs> TM. yeah. Uh, that that incubates inside him and then bursts from his body, well, from his mouth. And then uh, after some shenanigans that we'll get into, uh, it becomes gigantic. And then uh, these doctors and nurses and uh, this police detective who happens to be there after being involved in a shootout kind of just go against this thing. And a, and a bug expert they call in later in the film and just try to survive and, and how to basically beat this uh, 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 disease that's creating more of these things potentially. And uh, it chases them all around the place, basically, mm. throughout. That's the gist of it. <laughs> so we open, like you said, with Helen Hughes. Right. Who plays... Uh, Marwella. Marwella Harbison. This woman uh, is Grandma Rose in Goosebumps. You think oh. that's what happened? It, it, uh, for the How to Kill a Monster How to Kill a Monster episode? With the gumbo that kills the yeah. fucking uh, monster? Two-parter, I think. Yeah, right? that's, that was a two-parter. I think that's funny because... I wonder if Fruit directed that and like was like, "Hey, remember you were on Blue Monkey with me? Come on, <laughs> I could totally see. I mean, that happens all the time, right? <laughs> oh, I would assume so. She's also in Visiting Hours, The Peanut Butter Solution, Puppets Who Kill, and um, another thing that will come up that is Adam Sandler adjacent. She is the second grade teacher in Billy Madison. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. There are a lot of characters in this movie. But it works. No, no. I that's what I'm saying. Like to the credit of the writing, like there are shit when I was taking notes, I was like, there are a fuck ton of characters in this movie, and they all kind of have something to do or play integral parts to the whole overall thing. Which no, is kind of cool. Yeah, I totally agree. Even characters that you think like their their let's say moment in the sun or yeah. their their plot lines over, it's like they even have something like that comes towards the end, you're like, Oh, that totally made sense for that character. But like you don't expect it, it just works. Yeah. Well, except for poor Fred here, <laughs> the, the old man that I mentioned in that plot crunch that gets uh, pricked by this flower. He, I mean, he, okay, I have to mention this line because I think it's hilarious. He's, uh, he's like fixing something in this old woman's uh, greenhouse. Yeah. And he's like, ah, I'll give you the friends and family special. Uh, all you got to do is, uh, would you go on a date with me? And she's like, I'd love to. <laughs> and he's like. Oh, I'm the I'm the luckiest guy in town because I'm on a date with the prettiest girl in town. And she's like, oh. haven't felt better in my whole life. Yeah. One minute later, he's <laughs> collapsing, grabbing his chest. Oh, 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 oh. His, his fucking fingers gangrenous, dude. You know what he looks like? He looks like uh, he looks like Fred from Gremlins too, the guy who dresses like fucking Dracula <laughs> a little bit he without the makeup. Yeah, without the makeup on, like that's his side job. Yeah, I'm, you... I'm definitely not Grandpa from the Munsters. <laughs> no. So like you were saying, this old guy gets pricked by this fucking uh flower she says it's from now i look this up it's not a real thing okay it's from Colake, which is a, a newly formed small volcanic island just south of micronesia but yeah they bring this guy to the hospital meet like they don't wait long to kick this movie off honestly. no it, the thing is it starts and it never fucking stops that's the other thing like even the slower parts are interesting enough where you're not like let's fu hurry it up I mean, already yeah and there's only a couple slow parts and it's all like plot it's, stuff it's all uh 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 Exposition. Exposition. Yeah. <laughs> the big word that I like uh, to use, yeah. I just forgot. That's because I said plot stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know yeah. the plot shit. Yeah, yeah exposition. The plot. Yeah. The plot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so they get to, so he, she ends up like taking him to the hospital. Yeah. And uh, this fucking, so we get introduced, we got to just do it, get it, get right out in front of it because we're going to kind of glaze over some of this because there is a lot of shit in this movie and not that nothing happens, but 
it's easier to kind of just yeah, we bullet have, point this motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. Some of it, like, if you're watching the movie, it's pertinent, but you don't really need to know it to, for the, to, to get the review. Yeah, for the full experience, it, it's, you know, it's great, but you don't need to talk about it. No. So we're introduced to Susan Anspeck, who plays Judith Glass, Dr. Judith Glass. She's one of the two main doctors. Uh, then we get Gwyneth Walsh, who uh, plays Dr. Rachel Carlson. She she's like the main doctor, right? She's the main. Yeah, the redhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one, one that kind of looks like Sigourney Weaver <laughs> with the curly hair. Just kind of. Sort of. She uh, she is one of the the Klingon Duras sisters from TNG. She's uh, yeah, I uh, saw that. Beatar. Yeah. Uh, maybe kind of want to watch uh, Star Trek. I'm not going to lie. It's, yeah. uh, it's on Hulu. It was uh, fucking cool because I was like, who is? I was like, I don't remember Beatar. And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah, mm. that's right. Well, we also have this detective character who brings in his uh, partner who's fucked up, shot in the stomach. <laughs> so Steve Railsback fucking, without missing a beat, they got this old guy in the fucking thing, and then Steve Railsback comes barreling through the door. He's like, my partner's shot. He's like, I need a, he's like, I need a doctor right now. He's like pushing the nurse out of the way. <laughs> he plays James Bishop. Now, he's been in a ton of stuff, too. Uh, Life Force. Toby Hooper's oh, life. Really? Yeah. Uh, Trick or Treats. Uh, the Wind with, um, what's, her, what's her face from... Uh, they live Meg Foster. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, she's in that. That's a great flick. He's also Dwayne Barry in the fucking X-Files. Yeah. Uh, one of the more classic characters, I would argue. And he's, if you don't know who Dwayne Barry is in X-Files, basically, he was a guy who's abducted, but yeah. no one believed him. And he went fucking crazy. And he basically held up this, like, I feel like an insurance company or something. But it's a great episode. It's called Dwayne Barry. And uh, Mulder goes in, basically, to be, like, the negotiator. And he holds Mulder hostage. And, you know, long story short, if you haven't seen the episode, it all ends fine. Mulder gets, you know, out of the situation. Uh, but they have like a follow up episode where he kidnaps fucking Scully. And then I think Mulder <laughs> ends up having to shoot him. But he's trying to get like taken back by the aliens. It's it's yeah, it's one of the best characters in the show. And it's a it's a two 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 episode character. But he's fucking amazing. In he's, that. he's great, man. He's also in Nuki. Which comes out right before this. Why does that sound so familiar? Now we I, we might have mentioned it on the show, and I know that there's a lot of people that have done it. I think Red Letter Media has done it. Ah, okay. It's, I mean, it's definitely one of those things that I would love to do as a watch along for Patreon. If we can cover. Okay, so you know how Mac and Me is a ripoff of ET. Yes. Okay. Imagine a ripoff of Mac and Me. So, so, so it's too- already so it's already an ET ripoff. I was gonna say so you know Mac and me added the wheelchair off the cliff. Do we get two wheelchairs off the cliff? Do they get pushed into space? Man, this is some these these fucking two alien brothers crash land in Africa and get separated <laughs> or two parts of the world or some shit like that. Is it, is it Toe Jam and Earl? They look oh, for the spaceship dude, parts. They are fucking terrifying. These things. I'm sure there's a clip playing right now. Okay, <laughs> but we should totally cover it. Like it would be fun to do a watch along of that because yeah. it's just fucking. Weird if you have not seen that flick. Also, we put that out on Home Video Express. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, also, speaking of watch-alongs, go back and check out that Stiltskin <laughs> watch-along we did earlier this month. Because, A, I love that movie. Yeah. B, we covered it in season one. Yeah. And C, it, it was just really fun. Go check it out if you missed it. It's on uh, patreon.com slash moviedumpster. Uh, you can check the archive out. And every month we uh, we do a new one. You come hang out in the chat. It's live. We're bullshitting, talking about well, talking over a movie, yeah. it's a good time. But so. we're, all, we're all hanging out, and we get to chat with you and have beers and stuff. It's fun. Yeah. It's like you're right in the video dungeon with us, hanging out, watching a movie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, like, leaning on something. I don't know. Your shoulder, I suppose. <laughs> 
So he's he was also in that Ed Gein movie. He plays Ed Gein. Oh wow! Do you remember that? Not the Kane, I, not the Kane Hodder one. I've the other one. Never seen it, but I know what you're talking about. And not uh 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 the 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 one with the South Bend South Bend shovel slayer oh, deranged. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, deranged no. is fucking great. Uh, haven't seen that either, but I know the one you're talking about. And he's also an alligator too. And he was he was in uh, James Balsamo's uh, It Wants Blood. So there you go. Alligator Two is one I know we. Uh... You, well, I say we. You've talked about now that we've done the first one. Circle back around on at some point. Oh, yeah, in some capacity, maybe a mini sode, maybe watch okay, We'll okay. figure it out. It's starting to get hot. You know how I like my fucking creature in the water movies when it gets hot. Yeah, yeah. Piranha, alligator, possibly an anaconda. <laughs> say so, you know, I I always like a a cold good shake in the summer when it's really getting hot. Strawberry. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, especially in August, man, when you're really getting just hit, you know, that, that you're so sweat stripping off. You feel like you just came out of the swimming pool. I want to be like Ed and Good Burger in that goddamn shake machine. You don't say. I, uh, I, anyway, uh, <laughs> Dwayne Barry. So Fred, so, so Fred's on the fucking table, man, and he starts like convulsing and his throat starts like puffing up and this oh fucking God. larva comes <laughs> like you're pulling a fucking handkerchief out of somebody's mouth. A handkerchief? Well, like a fuck. I don't know, like a magician pulls, you know, they pull like shit out of their mouth. I know this is like a worm, man, but I'm gonna be the fucking gross bathroom humor guy. This looks like a white turd that comes out of this guy's <laughs> mouth that starts moving around in this fucking tray. It's this fucking gross larva thing. It's yeah, right on the no. back of the box too. Um, And this thing just comes out, pops itself out right onto his chest and everybody's just like, huh, hell of a thing. <laughs> What the fuck? And then it starts like like moving around on like get this the hell out of here and like the orderly's like I'm not touching this and the doctor's like no you're gonna fucking do it because I told you to. So now there's already a scare of a possible contagion in the hospital. So right, well, so they right. take they take this fucking larva and they send it off to uh uh uh, uh get to, not forensics what the fuck is it? the uh, lab yeah the lab whatever whatever the fuck it's called yeah, they have someone there that's. That's that's more of an expert on it than they it's are. It's like the research lab to see if it's like an you know uh, contagious or right. has infection or bacteria or something. Turns out it does. <laughs> like, well, really, yeah. like yeah. a like a, a new super killer bacteria, right? Along with a bug, right? Because you immediately like find out that like the guy who brought her in in the ambulance even is like now showing symptoms. Yeah. So and then as we go, it kind of has this weird thing where like there is like this uh contagion subplot and like that's why they're kind of confined to this place which yeah. is really cool that I, I like about it it almost has like a kind of resident evil feel to it kind of yeah i mean i was thinking about that because i know we we made a, that that comment a lot on the, the project metal beast yeah. episode but this did feel a little bit like a little like a resident evil movie especially like i think of like resident evil 4 when they start introducing like those kind of bug monsters. Yeah. More, I mean, obviously you had them in the first couple games, but I specifically remember like four had those like chrysalis style uh, or, or chrysalid rather yes. style monsters mm -hmm. in the back half of the game. And they're very similar to that. That's what I actually well, it kind of looks like the Apple Gates. It looks like a big mantis. Oh, OK. Yeah. OK. But yeah, so that's kind of like you just said, that's why a lot of these characters stick around like Marwella. She gets she's got to go into quarantine. Yeah, it, it's more like it's more like Wreck or like Mulberry Street. The found footage movies. I haven't of seen like, either of like of like getting quarantined in like a building and okay. like having to fight like a monster. Anyway, uh, just real quick, this this hospital used to be a <laughs> mental institution, and one of the doctors is like, "Don't let the old uh, building fool you. We're very advanced." And they walk in like like she sh like uh, Doctor Klingon shows Steve Rails <laughs> back the fucking like laser 
That's what. Yeah, I Screw? couldn't believe that. Yeah, there's talk a, about Resident Evil. Yeah, it, what the? I wrote this shit down. Um, it was a. It's a laser machine that mo- that molecularly breaks down experiment like for experiments and, and molecularly breaks down DNA and RNA and RCA and HBO and TNT and USA <laughs> and Disney Plus. Oh yeah, all, yeah. all the good Netflix even. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. They I, fucking nuke this, like, Nigma blender, yeah. Nigma tech blender full of fucking DNA. Uh, they're yeah. like, oh, well, back to the drawing board. And the doctor just laughs at it, like, oh, well, well they're yeah. trying. Uh, also, we gotta, we get introduced to the Burger King Kids Club. Uh, yes, little yes. Joey, who has leukemia, who's really sweet. Yeah, I love these kids, I like man. The kids. Um, this little girl who has, like, a neck brace, this other kid, Tyrone, this little redhead kid, and this other little girl... Uh, the girl in pink. Yeah, yeah. She is actually because I was just watching it for Friday the Thirteenth. She's in uh Friday the Thirteenth the series. She's in the very first episode with like the killer doll. Huh. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. It's just you know, it was like around the same time. It had to be like the same year, like the next year. Uh huh. Yeah. I love that. I love the exchange between uh Jim, the detective, and and Joey because he's like he's like Joey's like, oh, what are you here for? Is that a real gun? And he's like, yeah, it's a real gun. And he's like, uh. He's like, what are you here for? He's like, oh, my partner got shot. And he's like, what are you in for? And he's like, I got leukemia. And it's like, ah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so Dr. Klingon. <laughs> uh, Dr. Duress. That's yeah, Dr. Name. Duress. Whatever the fuck. Do- the- Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and even, uh, I don't remember his name. I call him fucking Dwayne Barry. Uh, the detective. <laughs> They have like this Steve Railsback. Steve Railsback. They have this kind of like cute relationship where they're like, they're being adults, like, ah, you better not do that. You're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. But it's like kind of cute, but the kids don't get it really. They're just like, oh, we gotta get away. We're gonna get in trouble. They constantly are running away from the yeah. adult. It's cute. It's though. it's cute. I like the relationship between uh Jim, Jim and Joey. It's cute, yeah. you know. I do I do think it's kind of hilarious. And this is, you know, again, 1987. He's waiting for his partner to come out of like uh surgery, emergency surgery, and yeah. they're like, Well, just wait in the waiting room. This guy's like chain smoking oh. with all these sick people sitting around. I was like, all right, well, it was the 80s. Nobody we're, gave a shit back then. But we're still doing it in the 80s, like up until like the early 90s, I think. Well, I want to say, yeah, 90s is when you started to see uh, a lot of like restaurants started to get rid of like the smoking areas. Not and even, dude. I remember. It was when, early 2000s? Yeah, I remember smoking in like uh, 2008 in IHOP. Wow. I would. Oh, I guess we, yeah, we, we would still right. sm- You remember we used to go out to eat and I'd smoke in the fucking restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> but, but going back just real quick to what you were saying about it being an insane asylum, uh, just because I, I meant to say this when you mentioned that, uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting and smart way to kind of, because I'm imagining this is just a location they could get to film this movie. It's great. And, and yeah. it, it kind of fits the story also. Big time. Because uh, there's a lot of these like big maintenance tunnels and there's underground area that for an insane asylum, that kind of makes sense, especially if you've seen other movies with the asylums in them. Yeah. No, it's funny you mentioned that too, because like I, I didn't think of it like that, but like it totally utilizes that location and and really brings it all together in the fucking script and like how everything's utilized. Yes. To, to your point. Yeah. Uh, they're totally like that because that's where they would like move the most dangerous patients. Yeah. 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 And stuff like that. Um, and I I remember. Uh, ah, geez. 2011. Uh, Chris Barr and I went to uh, the Marlboro uh, Mental Hospital before they knocked it down in New Jersey. Oh, the big giant fucking like Dracula uh, style uh, 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 penitentiary. Wow. Um, 
And like we walked all through there and shot a bunch of stuff. But we were down in those fucking tunnels, man. And there was like it was there was like uh, mud and shit like on the floor. But like it was these long ass corridors. It was creepy as fuck. I don't know if we still have footage of that, Chris. I don't know. Hook me up <laughs> somewhere. See that. I'm sure I'm sure he's got it on a drive somewhere. He's got to go dig it out of storage. I think we were shooting for like an, an urban explorer show or something like ah. that. Um, not our show for somebody else, but yeah, we, yeah, we were yeah. totally in there. And then I got a fucking, I got a ticket because my goddamn car was out in a spot where it shouldn't have been. And I got busted by the cops and I had yeah. to explain, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I wasn't at the Marlboro Mental Hospital. Uh, I got a story like that I'll save for another time <laughs> when it's a little bit more relevant where I was parked somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. <laughs> Save that for a later date, maybe. But yeah, like you had mentioned earlier, there's so many goddamn characters in this movie. There's and I just want to mention one character yeah. because it's some MDU ass shit. Oh, I love this character. The Chief. Oh, yeah. Chief Vernon? Yeah. <laughs> Was that, you think this is what he did before he became the Chief and Killer Clown? Okay, so John Vernon's in this movie as the director of the hospital or whatever. The nicest I've ever seen him in a movie, by the way. He's still stern, though. Yeah. He's still, he's, I think he's great in this. But uh, yeah, no, I don't think it's. The same timeline, but it's a splintered timeline. Okay. Okay. Right? Wow. So instead of clowns, you get giant bugs, and instead of you know being in Korea and and being a cop, he's like the uh, he's like the, the director of this hospital because we st- we do get cocoons later. Yes. Maybe that not is cotton true. candy ones, but those people are definitely alive in those, I, and I, they get eaten. E- well, <laughs> yeah. But I also do like again, just like just because it's John Vernon and yeah. like you said, killer clowns. I immediately think of Mooney. Yeah. But it's like this character, like, yeah, like I said, he is stern, but like when push comes to shove, he's like, no, I care about the patients. Like, do what you got to do. You think that he's going to have this turn where he's like, fuck them all. You know what I mean? Because he doesn't want to alert the authorities that they might have a contagion on their hands because they go and they. um, Yeah, they go into the lab and they like, go into the lab and they're cutting this fucking uh, larva open and like this green shit starts seeping out of it. And like. I don't know. An explosion happens and like, well, it's, it's acid blood, Joe. Obviously, Oh, of course. Exactly. The fucking scalpel goes flying across the room and then this bug comes out of this thing. You don't see it, though. And they put like a glass dome oh, over yeah. it. And uh, it turns out like Fred's doing really bad. And like now we get that scene where that other guy's like, yeah, somebody else is sick, just like the same symptoms as the as the old guy. And John Vernon's like, oh, fuck. Uh, yeah, so then they get a call, like, you know, disease control. But speaking yeah. of Fred, yeah. they go back to him. This fucking chart starts oh going crazy. <laughs> they, this is like the thing, for fuck's sakes. But you don't you don't see the whole thing. But Be- Before that part, she goes to take blood from him. And it's like milky and red. And she Ew. goes, oh, his bones are dissolving. Yeah, they're and liquefying. They're liquefying and, and finding their way into his circulatory system. I'm like, oh, my God. So He's then it's melting from the inside out. So they flatlines. And then uh, our, our main doctor, Dr. Klingon, as we're now calling her. <laughs> Dr. Duras. Duras. I mean, you know me with the shit. Once I got a name in my head, I can't think of the actual no, I thing. Yeah. I, I was calling Richard Mole fucking Gunnar Hansen in our Ghost Shark episode, <laughs> for God's sakes. That's her Klingon last name, Oh, by oh, the way. Oh, okay, okay. I got to rewatch TNG. Well, rewatch. I never actually saw the whole series. Oh, TNG. Great series. Um, Where the hell was I going with that, folks? Um, the okay, defibrillator. Yeah, yeah, the defibrillator. <laughs> Clear. They go to like do this. And it, it's a great shot because it just cuts to like their uh, perspective, like, like basically his perspective at yeah. them. And just this massive amount of blood just hits like every doctor in the room. And they're like, oh. They literally just touch. She's like hits him in the chest and just fucking all over yeah. everybody. He's great. Liquid blood, I mean. Yeah, it's good Bones stuff, and blood, yeah. Yeah, just liquefied in, internal organs uh, <laughs> and bones. 
So they're like, you know, they're trying to take care of that. Uh, Dwayne Barry's trying to like, he's worrying about his fucking friend. So I was floored when this guy walked on on camera. Joe Flattery. Joe Flattery. And and to be fair with him, also Robin Duke. Uh, but Joe Flattery is the guy. Well, he was on SC. They were both on SCTV. Yeah, and I think I think Robin Duke was on SNL even too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now Robin Duke, I guess maybe we'll get her out of the way first. Or maybe it was what is what did you just uh, say? I said SETV. SETV. That's the one that John Candy was on, right? Oh uh, yeah, the no, Canadian Rick, Rick one. Moranis, yeah, okay. and I maybe I'm Harold Ramis. I think I'm wrong. Go ahead. Uh, Robin Duke. She was also on that, like I said, but she was Dolores in Groundhog Day, the uh, the waitress. She really wishes she can see Paris, dude. <laughs> oh boy, what I. Uh, but going back to Joe Flattery, I'm just going to say the line, and I'm sure you'll get it. You jackass! <laughs> you suck, you jackass! You're a jackass! <laughs> Fucking from Happy Gilmore and other films, obviously, but that's the one that always comes to mind. That was one I watched a lot as a kid. I know. Why? I know. I, my parents don't let me watch shit. That's one I was able to watch. Well, there's no boobs in it. No, yeah, I still no love blood that. in it. I still just real quick love the TV cut of that because, well, love is a strong word, but yeah. where they, uh, the Bob Barker fight. And, you know, it's like, you know, price is wrong, bitch. But yeah. they change it to the price is wrong, Bobby. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Joe Flattery. And he he plays this like neurotic uh, soon to be father. Yeah. He's Who, doing a like, database. Yeah. He's doing like calculations stuff to like figure out when his wife's going to give birth. Just yeah. real quick. He's yeah. also in an episode of Monsters. Just oh, put a fucking pin in that. Uh, Murray's monster is the name of the episode. He plays a psychiatrist who's a piece of shit. Uh, Farful. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Well, we'll get there. Yes. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to your point. Yeah, they they come in and they're kind of, again, they're very neurotic. Well, he's very neurotic. And, you know, they sit down and I think this, this pregnant woman sits next to fucking the detective who's chain smoking. <laughs> nobody gave a shit. I, nobody cared. No. Um, so um, he, he, he has a funny line too. And she's like, oh, you know, they're like, oh, the doctor, he'll see you in like 15 minutes. He's like, you sit down here. I'm going to see if they have everything ready for you. Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> It's pretty good because they come up again later in a pretty funny scenario before we really get into the like the terror of this movie. Yeah. Now if you want to. Granted, Fred. Well, is dead. But, <laughs> you know, we really didn't get to the bug shit yet. Fred's dead, baby. Yeah. Fred's dead. Now, before we get into what blows the lid off this situation, um, I want to talk about Dee Dee. Oh, Granny yeah, Van Dam's cohort Van herself. Yeah. So, you think it's a cohort? Oh, yeah. OK. So okay. what's her name? Marwala? Well, Marwala is the woman that's brought in who who basically no awesome right this. right. So she's like in quarantine, yeah. And and this blind woman comes in named Dee Dee, and she's like, "Well, you, you can't be in quarantine without some company." So she's a fucking old booze hound, dude. Oh, she yeah. brings a giant thing of fucking like Jack Daniels or some shit in there, and her and, and Marwala are just fucking boozing it up while the while the ki- while the hospital goes fucking insane. I love how when she first goes in there, though, uh, Dr. Glass is like, you yeah. can't be in here. The, the sign says quarantine. She's like, I must have missed it. Oh, yeah. I, must, I didn't see the sign, uh, she yeah. says. But you're right. She OK, she's not quite GVD. I, no, I was thinking, you know, GVD likes a skinwalk. So maybe that was her. But no, I think she, I think one of her workers from the uh, old uh, GVD whorehouse. Oh, it could be. I think they're just friends, right? She's she's like the old... She's blind, so like GVD keeps her around because she can't see anything. Sure, sure. You know, all the bad shit that goes down, she's probably fucking... You know, she, maybe she's fucking monsters or something in the brothel. Who knows? She could be. I, she hands... Uh, ha- you know, she, she gives her Haggerty. Um, she's she's okay she's fucking disgusting <laughs> Charnetsky for some reason, but Haggerty, it's a turnoff for GVD. Gives, her like, the, gives him the DD. She doesn't like smokers, yeah. Or Big, or Big Mama. 
And the suckling suckling, could be. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. possibly. Anyway, these two ladies are getting fucking schnockered in her fucking (laughs) quarantine room. For for, for the majority of the film. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hey, sounds like a good time to me. But uh, by this point, there's four more patients that have symptoms. Right, Um, right. And then this is kind of the epicenter of the plot where... um, they task this nurse to watch over this the the bug that's in the glass the jar that, that we were talking about. And some dude's like, hey, uh, you want to get out of here? Go smoke a fucking little J-boy real quick. And she's like, uh, okay. Yeah, cigarette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're <laughs> no, clearly like in a closet fucking. Well, well, no, they go to smoke a joint together. All right. And the little kid, you know, the Burger King Kids Club shows up because they're like exploring. They end up feeding this. Fu- they're like, oh, there's this weird bug. Oh, it looks sad in there and hungry. Let's feed it. There's no food. They grab the fucking Ninja Turtles liquid. <laughs> the TCRG. <laughs> TCRB. Yeah, yeah, they just pour this fucking bunch of blue shit into there. <laughs> and it's a growth hormone. Yeah. Well, as we or, find or, out. It's, or it's it's some kind of some kind of acid. I I wrote it down somewhere. It, it is some kind of hormone thing. They do say that later. It affects the hormones and increases growth is basically so they, what it they, does. They pour this in. You don't really see anything besides a glow, but you just see this fucking thing that's inside shaking. Like, oh, oh, and they run away. We didn't really talk about it yet, but the lighting in this movie is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. And like this thing is like shaking and like there's smoke coming out of it and like green light and stuff. It's, it's wacky. I love it. Yes. And then, yeah, they do. Th- th- that couple come back. Allison and boyfriend. I guess, okay, they smoked the joint. Now they're going to fuck. I thought they fucked previously, but okay, fine. Nucleic acid. That's a growth promoter. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it is. Increases hormone activity, in, which cr- makes you grow. Uh, so they come back. They're they're about to fuck on the table. Real sanitary, by the oh, way. Oh, man, yeah. Good way to get fired. There's this green goo dripping off the fucking counter and stuff. How they don't see this bug i have no idea yeah, what did they think alf came in and blew a load like what the fuck is this i don't know so they, it's a great pov shot yeah. though because like this movie does a great job of not revealing the monster right away like it when takes, you get the reveal it's cool it though. takes a long time to get to the monster but you're never upset about it you're never like where the fuck's the monster because there's so many like other things happening that are that are good yeah so they get attacked and you don't really see what happens and then meanwhile while that's kind of happening we get introduced to like kind of the last two, I guess I would argue, main characters, yeah. Tony, who's the head of security, yeah. who for some reason they keep sending on fucking errands. <laughs> I don't get that, but it's a good way to get him out of the hospital. Uh, and they specifically go to him. They, they they give him two tasks. It's so we can have a guy outside. Yes. That we can cut back to him and be like, oh, what's going on out there? Oh, this character is going to tell us what's happening. You're 100 yeah. percent right. They 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 tell him basically to go pick up this bug guy who's friends of the, Dr. Klingon. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll talk about that scene in a second. But then Elliot, gets, Elliot Jacobs played by Don Lake. Hold that thought. Oh, OK, because we have some trivia oh, yes, for him. We do. And then his second task, once he brings the do- the uh, the bug guy back is to then go to the greenhouse and get the plant so they could potentially find some kind of cure for this infection. Yeah. The bug guy. <laughs> this guy's in so much shit. Oh, he is like one of those that guys. He is a that guy 100%. Uh, famously, at least on this show. Yes. He was in Super Mario Brothers, a film we both love. He's the guy getting a massage with the high heel. Uh, uh, how many Marios between the both of uh, Luigi Mario, Mario, Mario. Luigi Mario, Mario, Luigi? Insert music here because we haven't done that joke in video <laughs> It's been a minute. We love that movie. Go back, listen to the episode. Mario Mario. Uh, watch, I guess speaking of watch alongs, we did a watch along on the director's cut of that. Oh, that was no, incredible. No, the Morton Jankel cut. Morton Jankel, Morton yeah. Jankel. And there's a book 
CB Smith, we got to cover that at some point. We need to get more Mario Brothers <laughs> shenanigans on we this show. We need to see what really happened in that script. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got to uh, see what the fuck Fiona Shaw was really doing in that movie. He's also in uh, Pink Chiquitas, which I wanted to bring up because somebody else was just talking about that movie to us. Okay, okay. Uh, so he's in that, and uh, yeah, he's an entomologist. Yeah, he's also in Police Academy. Oh, okay. He's Mr. Wig. Uh, at least that's what he's credited as. And I, I, I was like, what the, Mr. Wig, what the fuck? I don't remember that scene. So I look up the clip and it's like a scene when Steve Gutenberg is working at like the car place. Yeah. And this guy comes in, he's some like schmarmy asshole. And he's like, yeah, park my car. And, and Gutenberg's like, there's no fucking spots. He's like, just park it. And Steve Gutenberg takes this guy's like Lambo and just goes up on two wheels on the side and parks this. And fu- it's great. I, anyway, he's, he's pretty good in this. I love this guy's like place. It's there's literally bugs everywhere. There's like crickets jumping on the fucking dude's like <laughs> jacket yeah, and shit. Yeah. And he's got like bugs in the fridge and stuff. He's like, oh, you want some lemonade or whatever? Uh, he's like, I'm running out of room in the fridge. He's like, I got some earthworm for some elementary school students. I got to keep them cold or else they just crawl right out of here. And Tony's like, uh, yeah, okay. And he get in the fucking car. And he's like, oh, beetle, huh? That's my, that's my favorite. Yeah, yeah. He's actually really, he's a really great character. And again, like he's only in bit parts that I've seen him in, but he's a fucking like main player in this movie i mean he does some stuff that's a little stereotypical of a character that you would expect in his role but also he's not as stupid as some other characters in other movies in that role this is true uh because i I think of stuff in other movies where it's like oh we got this guy that's really interested in the monster he's 100 percent gonna die and then this guy's well he beats it yeah he does so we cut back and uh to the hospital and this nurse goes to check in on the uh the two nurses fucking she smelled pussy juice. Oh, man. Well, she smelled something, dude, because this... Fu- that elf gum I was talking about. <laughs> this fucking door is blown out. There's green shit all over the place. Um, And she walks in, and, like, everything's in shambles, and there's this green fucking goo everywhere. So now... Now we get our trio, our main trio that kind of stick together for the rest of the movie. We get Jim, we yeah. get we get Dr. Klingon, and we get Elliot, uh, you know, the guy from Mario Brothers. Yeah, bug guy. Bug guy. He comes down, he's fucking, he walks right over to the fucking goop and he scoops it up because somebody fucking jerks off and you want to keep it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> also, a, a key note here that we forgot to, well, I think we did mention it, but uh, the, the 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 it's like Lincoln Institute of, uh, of Disease Control. It's basically in New York is the point, like New York City. Well, it's just a, well, it's a disease control place that we cut to and they're like, oh my God, they, they analyzed the samples that were taken from this other hospital that they sent them. And they're like, oh, this is, it, we've never seen a bacteria like this before. It's a fucking code for a uh, quarantine. There's right. a complete lockdown down on this building like asap they end up going like you said when he when dude goes to uh get the the plant from the the greenhouse greenhouse. they're they're burning it to the ground and like the wesker ass guy is there which doesn't really go anywhere but he's more like a birkin but yeah 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 Yeah. and he's like kind of watching this guy tony sweat because he's like wow we need that flower to potentially create an antidote they're like well it's burned too bad fuck it oh dude you know he procured that fucking disease he's going right back down he's gonna gonna make plant 42 oh that's here you go yeah it always comes back to fucking resident evil on this show it's because it's you know it's things we love so this so this bug's on the loose now and now the lights are going crazy. There's people in surgery operating on Jim's buddy. And if the lights go out, like uh, this guy's going to fucking die. I mean, and that couple are having the baby. They're having the baby. So all this is going on simultaneously. Plus everybody else that's in the fucking hospital. Yeah, the kids and all the other people that are, you know, the sick people that are quarantined from the, the disease and all kinds of shit. Well, then the whole fucking military operation pulls up. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, 
Yeah, we're getting to that right, because yeah, I yeah. just want to get to the janitor guy who looks. Oh, like a, Mickey Rooney. He, <laughs> he looks like a stretched out Billy Barty, dude. Oh, well, okay, I'll give you that one too. I thought Mickey Rooney immediately hitting the bottle like yeah, in kinda. Uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night yeah. Five, like oh, Pino. Maybe, uh, what's going on down here? Maybe he was like a fucking reject from Pino that he made, like a, another robot, Mickey Rooney. I tried to uh, create a clone of myself, and uh, well, he's a drunk and he kind of looks like me, but he's in this mate. Okay, this is one of the things that's kind of alien esque. Well, aliens s okay because it's in it because it's in like a what uh, there's like staircases and catwalks and it's like an industrial it, looking. It, it's loose as hell. I think yeah. it's mostly the strobe light that kind of gives that effect. Because I think of not the strobe lights and aliens, but I'm thinking of like the, a lot of the scenes with the flashlights in the dark areas. It's very it's very advantageous to have like I mentioned in Metal Beast with like blowing light like through like the grates and stuff and around stuff yeah. and creating shadows and kind of sculpting with the light which is they do a great fucking job in this movie uh, speaking of metal beast yeah a similar kill as in metal beast oh, therefore there's fucking mickey rooney poor oh, bastard yeah. <laughs> he he doesn't see this thing coming but you hear it yeah uh i think you might get like an older over the shoulder shot and you just kind of see this black mass yeah but this thing grabs him from behind i'm assuming either with its claw or its fucking mouth pincer that we see shortly after and just lifts this motherfucker off screen you see the green blood goop fucking oh, drip and the boot drop the fucking boot drop the classic boot drop yeah, it's great yeah. it's really fucking cool uh but yeah then the military shows up after all our principal characters are in there and uh, we even have a scene too where the people working in the quarantine section are like we don't want to chance it anymore we're fucking done we want to go home there's people leaving and uh they're setting up for quarantine outside they fucking chain up the door well, how the fuck they got out, I don't know, because John Vernon goes out and he's like, hey, what the fuck's going on? He's like, uh, stay there. We're quarantining the building. You can't leave. Here's an order from the government or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He hands him like a warrant or what have you. Which, I mean, I get it. Those are the circumstances that they're under because it's this new, like, if it gets out, we're talking like Black Plague levels of like death. But what they don't know, well, Tony finds out. Well. Uh, is that this is like Return of the Living Dead and there's like a colonel back in Washington waiting to hit the fucking button. Well, <laughs> to shoot the he, missile into he, the hospital. He the, that, that guy mentions that in two hours they're going to level the fucking building and I'm like, and that doesn't happen, but we're going to, I want to get to that when we get to the end. So, uh, alternate ending, the fucking nuke comes in well, like quick, Raccoon City. Well, real quick, it, like the, it even escalates because after John Vernon goes back inside, they yeah. chain the door, like you said, and it's oh. just fucking pandemonium, dude. There's like people, there's like old guys getting trampled and shit. And then this guy climbs out this window and the dude's like, sheet, yeah. stop where we're going to shoot or whatever. He's coming across the lawn and they fucking mow this guy down. That was fucking brutal. Uh, but like it added, I don't know. I, it, I think it like, I like that makes the movie better because yeah. it's like, oh, this is like totally serious. And like, if anybody tries to get out, they're going to fucking kill them all. And, and, and it, it doesn't feel like a situation where they're just looking to blow someone away. Like, it's not like they have like their fingers on the trigger. Ready. They give him a chance. Like the guy Multiple. seems like upset about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they don't. Yeah. But it, it's either you kill this guy or risk how many lives. Exactly. With the disease, you know? Yeah. It's really well acted. Um, and, and, and again, Tony's out there like, holy shit. Oh, I'm the fucking head of security. I got to get in. They're like, nope. Sorry, yeah, hang no, out here. Call in. And and then, yeah, because he's like, how could you do that? He's like, he's like, if I don't keep this shit under control, they're going to have a fucking riot and like it's going to be bad news. Yeah, yeah. But then um, we kind of, uh, while that's all going on now, uh, the the main trio are trying to figure out where the fuck this bug monster went. <laughs> I, I love the gunshots and shit and everybody's going crazy downstairs. And oh. fucking Marwala and Didi are in the thing and they're like, oh my, did you hear that? And they're fucking drinking. She's like, ah, it's Friday night. It always sounds this like normal. this. Marwala's like, eh, okay. Yeah, fucking pour me another one. Yeah. They, they got the fucking bubbles coming out of their mouth just about. <laughs> oh, like the pops yeah. above their head. 
But uh, yeah, they go down to this maintenance shaft because uh, the fucking Mickey Rooney guy isn't answering this fucking radio anymore. Well, because they're trying to fix the power because yeah. there's people on like life support and shit and like trying to be, yeah, it's hospital guys. Sur- trying to do surgery. Yeah. So they go down there and they see like in the corner, like Blair Witch or some shit, this thing just standing there. Oh my God. This thing is just like admiring the scenery until you figure out like what the fuck is going on. It's, it's birthing its mate. It, <sighs> More this, or less. This is fucking awesome, dude. This is like the sciencey bullshit that I'm, that I'm all about. Like it's this, like some crypto kind this, of shit. Well, cryptids. Yeah. Like yeah. it's yeah, some weird. Not like, crypto. Like, Jesus. Yeah. Different. Wrong thing. You know what I meant? <laughs> Cryptid currency. Yeah. 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 Um, I buy some of that shit. I'll, I'll fucking buy, I'll put, I'll put uh, $100 on Dogman coin. <laughs> I'll buy some Mothman, please. <laughs> some Mothman bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, they, so the, this fucking giant bug is standing there. And again, I like this pseudoscience-y bullshit because uh, Elliot like goes into all the stuff about the bug. He's like, he's like, oh my God, it's a hermaphrodite. It burrs its own mate. Not like, it doesn't just procreate like, like asexually. It literally burrs. It's a male that births a female that's already pregnant with other uh, eggs. Right. So, Joe, would you say it has one fully functioning vagina? Oh, it's it's one fully functioning vagina for sure. Yeah. Fully functional vagina. Leaders, everybody. 100%. The Van Dams over there are like, hey, way to go, bug. <laughs> so I think you're right. Yeah, GVD is involved. Potato people. Uh, oh, yeah. They're waiting for the building to come down and pick up the remains. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're eating them. Yeah. yeah but, but you're right. That is really cool. And uh, Elliot the- even says, like, yeah, this is like, he's like, oh, the closest bug I can even think of, like, that would do something like this. Oh, that thing, it's going to lay, like, enough eggs to have, like, 500 of these things walking around in a day. It's just cool because he, like, records it, like, doing its call and stuff. And, yeah. like, and it's applying all of his knowledge to kind of figure out how this thing works yeah. and, like, how to fight it, too. Because we get a little monologue sure. in a little bit. But uh, the bu- the guy in the bug suit is Ivan E. Roth. Okay. Um, he's Willie in Night of the Comet. And he plays the fucking psycho zombie in Night of the Creeps. You know the one? Oh. Yeah, you know the one that Tom Atkins like yeah, kills yeah. and then comes back to life and br- breaks to the floor and kills that lady with an axe? Or that uh, old probably person with Probably one of the best parts in the movie. It's fucking so good. Mary, he blows his head off with a yeah. shotgun. Uh, he's in that makeup in that suit. Oh, okay. Um, and then he plays a zombie at the end of Dead Heat, and he's also uh, a mummy in Tales from the Crypt. Huh. I wonder if it's the Anthony Michael Hall one and Jeffrey Jones one. Oh, God. So, you think this thing is cousins with the Applegates? I still haven't seen the damn Applegates, oh, that's man. right. We still got to do it. We've been talking. We've, we've been putting lit- it off for we've too long. literally been talking about doing the Applegates for like three fucking years. I mean, honestly, maybe it was a good thing we put it off because now we can actually like show people what the fuck it looks like on the video version. Uh, well, it's Ed Bagley. I love me some Ed Bagley Jr. <laughs> well, it kind of, it kind of looks like it looks like a beefed up version of an okay, Applegate, okay. which is basically essentially like a mantis looking creature. Yeah. So, uh, I will say the other alien thing that I'm joking about that I could see where people are coming from is the fact, but it's a fucking bug, so it makes sense, which... Yeah. I, it's a stupid thing to get upset about if anyone is getting upset about it. No. You know, of course it's going to ha- make eggs and have well, yeah. hundreds of babies like aliens. That's, it's a fucking bug. Well, the, the aliens are kind of based on bugs. I don't know if you're aware of that. Well, especially in that second movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but again, super nitpicky shit if you really even want to go there. Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's so like surface level comparison. Yeah. It's like what we were talking about on the Razorback episode about people comparing it to, oh, this is a Jaws ripoff. Well, again, that's why I mentioned Orca earlier. Yeah. I mean, it, it is, but it's it, it's a, it's its own movie. It's, it's a cash-in. Cash-in, right, 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 right. It's not a rip-off. So this, I, this is more like a cash-in, I guess, if anything. <laughs> I, if I, anything. If anything. I mean, it doesn't even play like that at no, all, though. Like, no, 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 no. How, like, 
Aliens is like a, 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 it's more of an action movie. Yeah, it's a action fucking action horror. movie, and there and there's like you know troops, and they're we're blowing the shit out of things. There's like one, yeah. there's like two bugs in this. That's it's it. Fucking great. It is good, but there's like two bugs in this, and it's not, yeah, and yeah. you don't even see it that much. No. So and, that's and there, my point. And, and I do like too. Uh, I, sorry if you said this already, but we have the big main bug who's like kind of the main threat. Yeah. But the smaller one's almost like more like in a a, a worm form, for well, lack of a better term. Well, it's the female, so it's smaller and yeah. it's vulnerable. It, it's also a different color, so it looks like it. It like I think at one point, dude even says that like it's exoskeleton and it hasn't even hardened all and, the way. And that's yet. why it was like inside the male uh like the the back of, i think it's all like a pupa or something like that the ass area well that no. it crawls out of well no it birthed it out but uh the big one the male is protecting it because it's vulnerable god oh that's what it was that's and, what it was and like elliot has like a breakdown later he's like yeah it's a fucking bug and it's like gigantic and like at this proportion like it's fucking skin is like nearly impenetrable with weapons oh, with yeah. like standard weapons and like uh it can smell like really well. It's um, kind of like a metal beast, honestly. Well, what <laughs> version? Blue monkey beast. Well, true. Yeah. Project uh, was, Blue Monkey. Yeah, there was something else. I can't remember he says, but yeah, it, yeah. it's interesting that he's like throwing all these plots well, out he, there. He does the stereotypical, you know, guy who wants to, it's a, you know, one of a kind creature. Let's capture it alive thing. Yeah. You know, again, goes in a direction you well, may not expect it would. But. Well, he wants to capture it because it's not not for study necessarily, but to make the vaccine well, that's for the true. for the for the virus that's out, the bacteria spreading outbreak. throughout this hospital. Yeah. yeah, so like that's why he wants to capture, it. not to just be like, so, not just because he's a crazy fuck. Exactly, and I like that. It, yeah. It's a different spin on that trope. He also has an opportunity to study it, and he's satisfied, and he's like, "I'm gonna write a fucking paper about this at the yeah. end." Yeah, uh, and John Vernon. Because because uh, 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 Dwayne Barry, he wants to get fucking, he's like, you got any butane tanks? We got to blow this thing up. And, and John Vernon's like, we're not blowing this fucking thing up. And he's like, you want to get out of this alive or you want to like keep this hospital in shape? Yeah. He's like, I do whatever the hell you need to do. <laughs> Just real quick, we didn't mention, but like there are these giant sacks hanging from the wall. And oh, you, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. Th you think they're egg sacks at first. Right. And, oh, these poor and people. And you get this like glimpse uh, of like a human shape. And you're like, wait, what the fuck was that? And then later you see the male bug and the female bug in the in the back. And oh, that's the other thing. Elliot yeah, goes, yeah. uh, yeah, when these things hatch, they're going to be attached to these uh human hosts and literally feast on the human host for like seven days while you're still and alive. And it's gonna be excruciatingly painful. Yeah. So in these big sacks are these fucking people. In wow. the sex. It's Alice and her boyfriend. Yeah, it's Alice and That's her boyfriend. That's what you get for fucking having a joint and a fuck at work, I guess. That's what you get for not keeping a lid on the fucking bug. Well, that's actually what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 These it's, kids basically got these two people killed. It's a little Joey's fault, is what it is. It kind of is, it kinda but is. he doesn't know any better. And kind of Tyrone's, because he hits the bottle uh, and all the shit bolts. Anyway. no movie without it. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, so then, yeah, speaking of the kids, they they basically go to Joey, and they're like, hey, you you know how to get to this this area through the maintenance tunnel. Well, the kids are exploring, and then they when the when all that panic happens, they end up like helping uh, Jim's partner and shit, like get oh, everybody yeah, to yeah, like yeah. a safe spot because the bug is coming. So they're so they're down in the tunnels, and uh, and I, they're looking for them because they have a plan. They're going to drive the big one into the mor the male into the morgue, and then they're going to kill the female because if she lays her eggs. Those eggs will be full grown in in days. Well, that's and, their guess, at least. Yeah, but he's saying he estimates that like uh, there'll be like a million in like less than a year. 
This like, is like that's how deadly fast. Spawn yeah, like shit. how fast they'll reproduce. Well, they're bugs. Yeah, gigantic yeah, yeah. bugs, but still bugs. Mm -hmm. We also do while this is all happening. Doctor Glass is like, all right, someone's got to work on the these infected people, and there's kind of this inferred. I don't know if it's thing like John Byrne cares about her just because like it's like he's friends with her or they have like some kind of relationship. But he's like, no, don't go in there. I can't let you go in there. And she's like, someone has to help these fucking people. Mm. And then he's like, fine, do it. Just be as careful as possible. And so she's in there helping the people. And, you know, that that come, that that's more relevant a little later. But well, she stays behind, basically. Yeah. To to help the people that, you know, are still sick from this thing and fucking just to. Let's just talk okay, about it now. Okay, yeah. D, D and fucking Marwala come in and they're fucking shit hammered. And they're like, can we help you do the thing? And she's like, wait, why are you guys not sick? And she's like, alcohol. Why? She figures it out. Yeah. Alcohol stops the incubation. Or whatever. Or slows the, the spread of it through your system yeah, or some shit like that. Yeah, because you would think Marwala was the you know, closest person next to this Fred character well, from the beginning. Well, yeah. And she's showing zero symptoms. Meanwhile, the EMS guy and all these people that came in after her are like in the bed dying. Judy doesn't have symptoms really either. I mean, she kind of starts to have it, but then it just kind of fucks off. I mean, let's be totally fair. Some of this is for plot convenience, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. It doesn't affect the uh, my my enjoyment of the film so they go to kill this fucking thing and yeah. and then joey helps them like f go down there and like find where where they're at there's some good tension here because you, you know it's so good like from an audience member uh, uh standpoint uh like they split and joey takes um um you keep calling fucking Dwayne barry jim, jim. uh one way and then elliot and uh uh dr klingon go the other way yeah because one, they're trying to lure the big one into the into the morgue, and and then Jim's gonna kill the the, uh, the female. female, yeah. yeah. But uh, Jim, you know, basically is taken to where he needs to go by Joey, and he's like, "All right, Joey, run back, get safe, go hide." Yeah. But they linger on Joey, so as an audience member, you're like, "Ah, fuck!" But Jim has no idea. Yeah. And I love these shots of Jim running down this like long corridor. Man, it just it's just shot awesome. It just it, it's lit really well. It, it's just I. It's so fucking cool and moody mm. and gross and scary. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. So he gets in there and uh, I think Elliot and, and uh, the doc, they, yeah. they get the, the male out of there. They find the male and the female. And this is where you get that thing of those of the people in the sacks and you really see what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Elliot's like, oh, shit, they already hatched. And these fucking things are already eating these people. Yeah. And you hear him like, oh, 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 kill me, yeah, kill me. So they get the they get the male's attention. He runs off and uh, fucking Jim nukes the nukes oh, the the, uh, the the mama and all the eggs and shit with like a fucking flare and like a and like an oxygen tank. Blows yeah, the shit tanks. Out. A yeah, tank tank, yeah. excuse me. Blows the shit out of it. And this and this fucking male's like they go behind like basically just a metal gate and are, are getting swung at. And that's like, where they used to keep the patients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the in the mental hospital. So then it hears its mate screaming as it's dying, and yeah. it, and it, it runs off. Well, you're thinking, ah, Jim's fucked. <laughs> this thing goes after Jim and starts chasing him through this labyrinth of fucking hallways. Yeah, I, I felt like Hellraiser too a little bit. Oh, maybe that thing's hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, running around. Yeah, the doctor's about to show up and take. Get all the fucking uh, hell priests, Dr. Shenard. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he he makes back, you know, back to the way he came. And that's where he's like, Joey, what the hell? You're, you're down here still. He's like, oh, I wanted to see the blue monkey. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the blue monkey uh, that so, I was dreaming about. So, yeah, he comes upstairs and, the, and now they're in the hospital. This fucking thing has followed him up the stairs. Dude, this thing's like Norm. It's yeah. coming through the floor. Oh, man. And uh, we have this another great panic scene with all the people in the hospital. Because they're like, get the fuck out of here. 
again, you know, go into your rooms and whatever. Uh, yeah. This thing comes up and fucking grabs this dude and picks him up and just tears his fucking head off, like straight up. <laughs> Poor bastard. It was awesome. Was it here for head cold? Yeah. <laughs> There's not that much gore in this, but no. when we get to it, it's like, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this thing's just basically going through the hospital. Yeah. It's got a vendetta to go after the people that killed its mate and babies, but it's just anyone that gets in his way is fucking dinner. He has like a fucking fist fight with Jim at one point. He's like fighting this thing. He's just throwing oh him around. God. And then Elliot figures out to play the 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 mate's call. Right, right. And then they lure it into the fucking laser room. <laughs> now they're fighting with this giant fucking bug in this laser room. And and Dr. Klingon fucking figures out to turn on the laser and shoot and is shooting the shit out of this thing. And for whatever reason, she stops and falls because I guess Jim has to be the hero. I kind of hated that. I'm gonna, I, I'm I thought that sucked, lie. too, man. Like, she should have just fucking nuked this thing. That, that That's probably the biggest complaint I have about this movie. Yeah. It, like, it doesn't ruin it. No, but anything, it's kind of like, like, you couldn't give that to her. Come on. She was she was like, a, she was a tough lady the whole time. Yeah. Like, why? He, had, he had his moment. He blew the fucking maid up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so he ends up shooting this thing in the eye and it like blows its fucking eye off but it looks cool it's cool but like there's this whole scene of this thing thrashing around this laser room knocking all this shit down and then it's cool the way this thing dies is it's like super slow Mm. and it like it falls on this big like I don't even know what like canister thing and all the shit around it starts blowing up and it just has this like slow death and they watch it die it's the Kind of fucked up, honestly. It's, it's it's they even feel bad for it. Like like the look on their faces. I don't know. Well, because it's that thing where it's like they had to kill this thing because if they don't, like you said, it's there's gonna be a million of these things running around, and then the the entire human race is fucked. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but it's it's again like it's just this is what it would naturally do. It's just protecting yeah. its mate. You know, getting you know, for lack of a better term, revenge for what happened. I, I'm sure I don't know, like if that makes sense from a nature standpoint. But you get what I'm saying. Well, it's a wonder of nature for yeah. sure. So it's like it, it is definitely a situation which we see a lot in these monster movies. These one of the kind monsters that it's yeah. like, wow, we had to do what we had to do, but damn, it's sad that we had to do what we had to do. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I forgot the, the maintenance guy walked. He <laughs> when they first get in the laser room and they lower the bug in there. This fucking guy shows up out of nowhere. He is like, I got the pizza guy. He comes <laughs> from in. From Punisher? Like, yeah, he's in a fucking like HVAC suit or whatever, oh, or like the radiation suit. And he's like, hey, is there anybody still left in here? And this fucking bug turns around and just picks him up and rips him apart. And there's shit. There's uh, fucking uh, limbs and, and intestines and shit all over the place. It's definitely one of those like, let's get one more kill in, but I'm okay with it because it's so cool. It, it, no, it's pretty great, but it's just like, hey, anybody, he's the, hey, anybody in here guy. Yeah, imagine being that. <laughs> Poor bastard, <laughs> trying to save some more lives. <laughs> Instead of getting punched by Lou Gossett Jr., you get fucking ripped apart by <laughs> a fucking bug monster. Fucked so, up. So now, here's where it ends. Now, it, it's a little rushed for me because it's nice that everybody makes it out and all that kind of stuff. Like, like the the George and Sandra have their baby, right. and little Joey ha- now has a friend because Jim is gonna Jim the detective because he doesn't have a family. We didn't mention they like dropped him yeah, off they there, just abandoned, abandoned him. What the him. Fuck. So, so Jim's gonna make a point to come see him every day or when he can. And his, and his partner's okay. His he partner's okay. Surgery. He wakes up. He's like, "Hey, Jim, thanks." <laughs> what was all that bug shit I kept hearing about? <laughs> what was going on? I heard an explosion. That was weird. We just totally forget about the quarantine. We totally forget about blowing the fucking building up. And like, 
That's what I'm saying. What if like they beat the bug, but the two hours went by and the missile hits the fucking that, place well, and they all I'm die? Saying. The two hours are over. And like, what do you do? You go out and say, oh, we killed the bug and we have the cure or we're going to synthesize a cure or something. You know, I guess. Does everybody it, just grab a fucking handle of Jack Daniels and fucking suck it down and they're better? I guess so. I don't know. Even the babies. We just wrap it up because fucking Jim's like, how about you come over for a nice quiet breakfast? I'll make you the best Western omelet you ever had. And she's like, maybe some other time. Yeah. Well, like, see ya. Let's work up to it. <laughs> it's like, okay. I mean, hey, it's her prerogative, but he did just. Well, he he stole her thunder, Joe. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I could have killed that fucking butt with the laser, but yeah. you did it. He just gave me like an extra second. But yeah, it does just kind of end. Well, this is like one of my favorite parts of the movie is the very end because we have this great steady cam shot that's like flying through oh, all of like the evil dead ass shot. Yeah, it's like flying through all of the the uh, the hallways and shit underneath the uh, the hospital. And of course, you know, we get our ticks ending or our critters ending where we come up and we see the one egg, you know. Yeah, the cool. the, the the quote unquote insect egg. Yeah. And uh, then it, and then it cuts. Yeah, and then yeah. it ends. I don't mind that actually. You get that little tease. It it those are fun for the most part. Oh, yeah, big time. I mean, I, I just had a lot of fun with it. So where are we putting this? Oh, this is shelf easy. <laughs> as much as I'm poking fun about the alien references again, I, I think I feel like I said it more times than I can count. I'm just just poking fun. But, yeah, no, sure, man. Uh, this is this is a really good movie, and uh, I. I I hope after hearing us talk about it, you go check it out because you won't be disappointed. Um, the acting's really good in this. The cameos are hilarious. Yeah. Like, I love the the Joe Flattery uh, cameo uh, as just this wacko Mr. Database. He's got a fucking Excel spreadsheet for his <laughs> wife's fucking uh, uh, trimesters. Um, and, and just like, mi minus, you know, a couple little things that like we talked about, like the laser and, and you know... Honestly, some of the alien stuff that, again, I'm, I'm I'm connecting dots that really just are there to connect just to connect. But, sure. you know, that's like minor ass shit, honestly, at the end of the day. And, and you know, love to see Mickey Rooney in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. R.I.P. Billy Barty. Yeah, yeah. Stretched out Billy Barty. Um, trying to think what else I can really say that I didn't already say. Like, like, like we talked about the effects are amazing in this. Mm -hmm. and, and like you had mentioned, a lot of these people had at the time or went on to do really amazing films. For sure. It's just a really fun uh, and honestly, like, suspenseful uh, monster movie that 100%. has a, a fairly original idea. I mean, obviously, there's other bug movies, like you mentioned a couple just now, Ticks and everything. But well, those are Mimic like, is another one, but they don't, they don't come out to way after this. Well, and it's not giant, you know, you know, human-sized or, you know, uh, 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 werewolf-sized monster. Is it a giant bug or kind of a big bug? I would say this is a giant bug. <laughs> okay. This is not okay. something you could hold okay. in your hands. Right. Threw me for a loop with that one. Haven't we haven't <laughs> had made that joke in a hot minute uh, of unknown origin for those <laughs> unsure. But uh, yeah, there's just a lot to like about this movie and very little not to like. So uh, easily put this on the shelf. We'll watch it again when I pick up the Blu-ray. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, this is a 100 percent shelf. It has been since the first time I popped this in and, and fell in love with it. Uh, I mentioned that this film is an elevated monster movie in the mm. beginning of this episode. What I mean by that is it's very atomic age and it's elevated in an 80s way, a contemporary way. I I agree with that. I didn't even think about that, but that's a really good point because sometimes we've done movies, you, you, you mm -hmm. have disagreed with me in the past, but that I don't think that has worked as well. Monster in the Closet always comes to mind. Uh, yeah, well, that's a little too on the nose. Yeah. I see what you're saying. But, but you're right. Like I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Joe. Yeah, because I, I've always said that like, 
once 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 we got to the 80s and we were doing things like the thing and the fly mm. um and taking those atomic age movies and putting a new coat of paint on them that was kind of uh, that was a huge transition oh yeah the blob how yeah and the blob too yeah how films were made this um is a nice love letter to those atomic age films where it has that dna mm. of of uh of an atomic age flick with like the oh it's a giant monster and it's biologically morphed and here's all the sciencey bullshit but like it has really great special effects super dynamic uh cinematography and just the tone and the way that it's presented makes it like a modern atomic age movie and i think that's what i love so much about it it has all the gross shit that i want from like you know 80s like yeah, monster yeah. effects and stuff but still has that kind of like we we have to stop the giant bug and and there's a quarantine and the military's here and uh, all that kind of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you also get like your premarital sex and you're smoking weed and and uh, again you, you know heads being ripped off and fucking blood spraying all over the place and really again like I can't tell you I can't uh, uh, emphasize enough like how well some of the shit is shot in this. Oh and yeah, the, and the lighting between the creature stuff and how the creatures presented because you never see the lower half of it, which I think is really smart. It doesn't take away at all though. Like I think no, it works. No, no, I'm saying it, mm. strategically the way they shot it and like how there's always somebody in front of it or something in mm -hmm. front of it uh, that really it, it just really works uh, really well and. Um, Everybody's bringing it here. The fucking, the fucking acting's really good. Nobody, nobody is phoning it in for this. Everybody is on top of the game, except for maybe Judith, because I read that actress was like a fucking notorious drunk. <laughs> so she's kind of like woozy in a couple okay, scenes. Okay. But everybody else is fucking top notch, man. Um, it's such a fun time, and it's such a dense movie. Yeah. It's so packed full of shit that I don't. It, this is such a feat to pull off. You know what I mean? With, with especially writing something like this with all the characters and making everything make sense, with the exception of that kind of weak ending where they kind of abandoned some of the things they were doing and it kind of turned into something different. Uh, other than that, that's my only big nitpick about this. Other than that, like this is a fucking blast. So uh, on the shelf, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely check it out. Definitely grab this Blu-ray. Um, I believe. I want to say Josh the Weirdo, but I'm not entirely sure. He tagged us in a photo. Yeah, of yeah, this. it was. Yeah, it was. It was Josh Weirdo, and he he found it in the wild at, at a at a store. And I was like, "Holy shit!" Uh, yeah. By the way, we're doing that on the show. You um, <laughs> got a sneak peek. So, so uh, I picked up mine copies specifically from Kino Lorber. I'm sure you can probably get it from Code Red. You can definitely get it from Kino and uh, wherever you can get it. Definitely pick it up. Um, it is a monster movie worthy of your shelf especially this beautiful restoration of it um it's 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 fucking great it's a great disc and a great movie so you can't go wrong i totally agree yeah but with that being said sean yeah we have some really fucking cool shit coming up um folks we are doing our first live in-person show at the colonial theater on july 16th saturday july 16th we are showing ghoulies and the gate in glorious 35 millimeter film, and we'll be doing inter, uh, intercut, uh, uh, I wouldn't say skits, so it's not going to be your average show, right? We're no. not going to sit there, and we're not going to talk over the movie, because that's fucking crazy. <laughs> I want we went, People pay to come see it, and we're talking over the gate. Yeah, but that's a nice treat to get ghoulies yeah, yeah, in the yeah. gate in 35, so we want to enjoy it with you, you know? Agreed. Uh, but in between the movies, we'll, we'll do introductions, and then we'll do... Uh, 
stuff in between each movie and stuff. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have uh we're gonna have contests, we're gonna have giveaways, we might have some celebrity guest uh, stuff happening. We're not sure yet, don't hold us to it. <laughs> um, but we're gonna have a lot of fun stuff, interactive stuff to do on stage with the audience and stuff. It's, we're gonna have a really good time. Um, and it's at the awesome colonial theater, the historic colonial theater yeah. where they shot the blob in Phoenixville, in Pennsylvania. Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. So uh grab your tickets now. There's a link down there if you're watching this in YouTube. Um, if you're not watching this and listening, Check out your fucking app because it's in the show notes. Click that baby and uh, get those tickets now. We also have the week after the airing of this, we're doing a big Predator crossover with Tony from Hack the Movies. Man, we we, so Tony's doing Predator. Yes. We're doing Predator 2 with Tony. Finally. Scorpio is here. Scorpio is ready. And uh, I'm also going to be on a episode of Peg Warmers talking about the Kenner Predator figure line, which I'm very excited to talk about. I saw them in the uh, other part of the dungeon before I sat down. And you got quite a few. Joe. Yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and then our guest that we just had on for Theodore Rex. Yes. If you haven't checked out our Theodore Rex episode, go check it out with Clayton Fioriti. <laughs> Where we took over. Uh, we took back the movies. Uh, video store. We took over. It was ha- it was the movie dumpster video for a little while. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we took over Hack the Movies. Yeah, and. Uh, Clayton Fioriti, Claire, our guest. Clayton Fioriti is doing an episode with Tony on Predators. Yes. So you're getting the fucking whole shebang there. Uh, you're getting Predator. You're getting the Peg Warmers episode about the Kenner Predator figures. You're getting Predator 2 with us and Tony. And then you're getting Predators with Clayton and Tony. So it's going to be a packed Predator month. Get to the motherfucking chopper, baby, because it's yep, going beat, down. You beat me to that one. <laughs> You know that was coming, the chopper line. Yeah. You never see the eyes of the demon until uh, they come a-calling. We got some other stuff planned for uh, June, but... Uh, we got a, we got an alien uh, alien private eye commentary oh, oh, track yeah. coming out. It, you can you can kind of jump on that, too. Go over to Vinegar Syndrome and buy Alien Private Eye on Blu-ray, and our commentary track's not on the disc. It's going to be on our Patreon, so yes. you'll need the disc to use... The commentary track. Uh, and then, you know, we got some more stuff coming in June that we may have already talked about on other things. But uh, check out that live show that we do at the end of the month. I don't know if it's going to be Memorial Day weekend or the week after, but there'll be a post about it. So, so stay tuned. And don't forget to check out that Doctor Strange ripe review, too, if you haven't checked that out. That was a lot of fun. Doctor Strange 1978. <laughs> that was a hell of a trip. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another movie I didn't know existed until you uh, called me and said, hey, we should cover this. Not sure if there's any of those Shout Factory Blu-ray copies left, but uh, if you can grab it, definitely go grab it. And uh, as always, uh, if do us a solid. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, like the video. And if you're not subscribed, hit that button, please. And uh, of course, share the video. Share the podcast if you listen to the audio version. Give us those five stars. And if you got a minute, write us a review. All that stuff helps spread the word on the show, get us out of the bottom of the dumpster, into more eardrums, eyeballs. Again, still don't know the new slogan on that. I'm just working it out. I see you. We see you. We know you're listening. We know you're watching. So do us a favor, would you? And uh, if you want to go all in, check out that commentary track we were talking about. We got a ton of them on Patreon. Head over to patreon.com slash movie dumpster. We got live watch alongs that we do, like I said earlier, once a month. Uh, we do the commentary tracks, occasional mini so We got one planned coming soon. All kinds of good stuff. $2 tier gets you mini-sodes. $5 and $10 tier uh, gets you watch-alongs and commentary tracks. And you get a bunch of other little goodies. You get some. You get a pin. You get a sticker pack. A t-shirt. You get a t-shirt on the $10 tier. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to do that, uh, we got a ton of content on there. 
And as always, we just want to thank all of our patrons for being awesome and supporting the show and supporting us uh, as people. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, we love you guys and we love all you guys that are that are listening that need to hit that fucking like button and, t- and, and, and put a review up, would yeah, you please? Yeah. And I just want to say, maybe maybe I should mention this on an actual talks episode, but I don't know about you, Joe and Chris, if you're watching, uh, the reception on talks from the dark side has been really incredible lately. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you, because uh, it seems like people are really enjoying the show. And uh, I kind of look forward to doing it every time that we sit down in here with Chris. (laughs) So uh, look forward to more of that. Yeah, it's it's so much fun being able to share that with everybody and and everybody be into it and be like, oh, my God, I remember watching that on TV, you know? Yeah. And as of this episode of of Blue Monkey, we're right at the tail end of the first season. So if you haven't been watching, we got we got a lot on there for you to go back and check out. Yeah, you got you got nearly the whole first season. So when once we wrap up the first season, we're going to be doing some other special stuff and we'll be (laughs) going into the second season. Oh, so. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. So stay tuned for that. Um, It's going to be great. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So that's it. That's Blue Monkey from 1987, directed by William Fruitt. I'm Joel Escola. And I'm Sean O'Rourke. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. 